Okay, so recap. Uh, we've Justin's just joined us, and we finished up last time with um, our Rockdorf Gort having uh, set up a palisade, and you guys being interrupted during the night and um, finding a body of uh, unconscious dwarf uh, wrapped up in a whole lot of iron armour, and you've dragged him back to the camp, healed him up, and woken up, and um, he admitted that he had been fighting some dragon utes uh, while fighting one, while fighting a warrior um, dragon ute at the front. Um, a small scout one had come up and stabbed him from behind uh, in a less than sort of friendly place, or probably an overly friendly place. Um, and he managed to get make his way back to here. Um, he was most concerned about the fact that um, the dwarf sorcerer called Silvertongue had managed to escape, but he had no idea where. I think that's pretty much the basic overview. Um, if you guys just want to fill in any other gaps. I think that's pretty much it. That seems about right, yeah. Good synopsis. And, and who exactly is Silvertongue? So um, uh, he is—he was the dwarven sorcerer that was leading the group um, that they were travelling with. What's the, what's the Iron Dwarf's name? Unger. Unger. And did he just get separated, or was there was he attacked as part of a group with the Dragon News? Um, they basically. Uh, he would been part of a group, had sort of fought a, um, a brave holding action while Silvertongue had escaped. Gotcha. Would have been all good except for some bastard stabbed him in the ass. Okay, so you guys are back on the western side of the river. Um, um, you know, probably only a day away from um, home. Uh, and Is the map centred on where we actually are? No, I'm just trying to get it back there. I've centered myself there, just above Dragon's Eye. What's it? Shift click. Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So you guys are sort of basically about there, and their encounter had been somewhere in around this area here. So you you must have only just missed um, where they were when you guys were coming back from Skull Ruins. Okay, so the last conversation um, from memory was basically um, that they were willing to pay gold for your help in going to find Silvertongue. Yep, well, and we're ready, willing, and able, I think, aren't we, Yagenvar? I must admit I'm a bit apprehensive about seeking out someone who apparently has beef with the dragon It seems a bit dangerous. Ah, we'll be fine. You're really sure about that, huh? Yep, definitely. Always good fun. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? So such an optimistic farmer. I admit to being very curious to know where this confidence comes from. It's it's my lackadaisical, happy-go-lucky attitude. Ah, what could what what's the worst that could happen? Come on, let's let's help him what out. What could get happen? Without gold. wearing such heavy armor. Well, it just means that he won't be able to run very fast. We're we're pretty sprightly, so if the worst comes to the worst, we can we can take to our feet. Yeah, it's that old um, joke about uh, what happens when you meet a beer, isn't it? Just got to be faster than the other guys with you. Exactly. Uh, so we're still in the camp here. 
Yep. So um, uh, so we basically finished on the eve. Um, would have been sort of somewhere around midnight, and um, everyone was heading off to sleep. Um, you've woken up not so early in the morning, um, so it's definitely dawn when everything sort of arises. Um, beautiful day. Um, you know from um, the two dwarves, you know from um, your guys' mission things, was this was a fallback position. Um, if anything happened, people were to try and get back to here. Oh, no, this is the one that we built. Yep, uh, but it was on the site of the original camp. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yep, so, like, um, but where the um, Gort, you you had been working on this side of the river and um, had got a wee bit separated, um, you know, lost in your own thoughts, basically, uh, of doing what you were trying to do, uh, whereas the majority of the group were all on the, well, it's actually technically the southern side of the river. So it's about two days to get back to where um, the encounter was with the dragon newts. And, of course, Omgar is the only one that actually sort of has any clue where, but he has not a lot of um, experience in trying to find reference points above ground. Fair enough. If only we had people with us who knew the way. He knows the way. Okay, so... Um, right, I'm going to put my hand on the Iron Dwarf, and my confidence comes from here. Where did you put your hand on him? His shoulder. Okay. <laughs> Not on this sword bum, if that's what you're inquiring. Nothing of the sort. So we do, do we have anything to go on? Which which direction, or do we just track you back a, to where we last, um, where you last saw them? You got a vague idea from where he's described um, that it is somewhere where I'm pinging on the map. Um, but of course, that's like around a couple of kilometre area. Um, you, you don't know specifically because he doesn't talk about things in the same terms that you would. Yeah. Well, should we just yomp back to, to where you lost them or where you had the battle? Yeah, we could do that with nothing else to go on. All you know is that in theory, um, the guy should have been making his way back to here. Because he because he left before, he, before you did, he should have been here already. So there's a p possibility that something's gone wrong in the meantime. The other thing, of course, is he's a complete and utter bookworm and would have no idea of how to navigate. And is he likely to be by himself or still with a smaller group? Not sure. Okay. Oh, no layers. What of yours am I going to be carrying? Um, my gear? Nothing. Oh, nothing? Okay. Yeah. He's super buff. Okay, so we're heading off. Um, say you're basically in the edge of the fringe lands of sort of what's being farmed and herded. Um, it is an area with the Dragon Newt Wilds where all sorts of weird and wonderful things can sort of pop up from time to time. Um, I'm picking that... Saren is going to be taking point as being the only one that really has a clue. Yep. Okay. Um, then just for a general party order, I take it um, our two, two dwarves will sort of bumble along through the middle. Um, the question is going to be, is Ka, uh, Yaganva, are you looking to um, sit at the back of the group or up front with um, Saren? I would rather stay close to someone... I can actually trust, yes. Okay, up with Saren. Yep. Ooh, who's that? 
that's me. Okay, I'll just drop you over there. Nunga, Yaganvar, and Gort. So, of course, we've still got that same problem of the fact that the dwarf's feet just don't move quite as far and as fast as you guys. It does slow you down just a little bit on the travelling time. Um, you guys get back to where you crossed the river the day before, or two days before, actually. Do we have to cross the river again? You haven't seen any sign of the silver dwarf yet, and the um, Ungar had actually um, crossed the river in a very similar place to this. Um, when he looks, it's, you know, oh, yeah, this looks familiar, but he said that the last three times you've come to the river. Hmm. He's not going to be wanting to be crossing it in all that armour. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He had actually managed to get across. There was a part where, although the water had got up to his um, chest, he had actually managed to forge his way through. Okay, so we were looking for the, the ford that I crossed. Could be a lot easier than what you guys went through with um, where you crossed. So I'm guessing you're going to carry along um, the river itself, just looking for that, that ford. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, get us... Like into the day, you, you've made double quick time. Like um, you've where you guys were cruising back to home, um, and not sort of pushing it too hard. The dwarves are sort of got their little legs running really, really fast. Um, made it back here within sort of a day. It's late evening again um, that you're looking to cross, but you managed to get here in a day, a day rather than a day and a half. Um, you find what you think is the place. Um, just wondering how you're going to test it. Where we think we crossed or where Umgar? We, we think Umgar's crossed. It's a little bit lower um, by the looks of it than um, where you guys crossed. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be pretty, um, pretty open with it. I'll, just, I'll uh, just give it a bit of a wade, see how deep it is. Okay, you sort of get to out. Most of it is sort of basically knee height on you. Um, there's a couple of sort of slippery points in the middle um, that you you, know, you do the old balancing act, um, waving everything, uh, arms around up in the air. Um, then you sort of get to about halfway and think, yep, this seems fairly safe. Cool. I'll, I'll stand in the middle and, and tell them to, to come across and give them a bit of help in the middle if they need it. Okay. So just everyone make a Dick Stones 5 roll. Um no negative modifiers at the moment. Uh, is that actually doing anything? Yep. This is why humans reign supreme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I failed. Yeah, failed the first one. Yeah, I failed as well. Okay, Justin, if you go to the main screen of your character sheet and just next to Dex... There's a little button there if you press that. Mm. Fucker. <laughs> Would I make it? Yep. Yeah. With all your armor. Yep. Okay. Um, Saren, you've ended up getting wet, and same with Gort. Um, but because it's so low, it's not washing you away. Um, there's nothing that was a fumble, so nothing really bad has happened to you. Um Definitely a lot better spot than where you were. And I, funnily enough, it's probably a less than sort of 500 metres away from where you guys originally crossed. So it's obviously def- definitely a little bit um, lower and narrower. Uh, sorry, lower and easier to cross in this point, though. 
Okay, so so end of the day, you've managed to get across. Um, you've got about half an hour or so till um, dusk. And um, I'll have a scout around for a bit of small game while we're looking for a good place to camp. Yep. Um, do you want to look for tracks? Yep, can do. Oh, damn. It's a five. Okay. So Saren sort of got across while Gort's um, wringing out his clothing and making sure that none of his gear is wet. Um, he sort of trudges up and down for about 100 metres either side and then all of a sudden yells out and says, Oi, I think I found something. There's all these really um, funny prints that I'm picking at uh, Umgar's. And sure enough, when you get there, you can you compare the, the footsteps and, you know, it's definitely the signs of a, a dwarf heavily laden and uh, in armour that you found. Um, interesting, there's a number of footprints. So this is definitely the place where they've crossed each time. So um, heading out and to the south um south southeast a little bit is a, a group of tracks of 10 or 11 uh, dwarves um they obviously set off in a fairly good group um and you're fairly sure that it was the group um that they came with and um you can see that there's a guy one of the steps has got a footprint and then like a, a mark around hole uh, next to it just a single footprint and then another round mark next to it um uh, where like the a next peg leg. like a peg leg does your uh, does your dwarf sorcerer have a peg leg by chance yes he does <laughs> yes i how do you know I point out the tracks. Looks like we've looks like we've got him here. Oh, that's definitely his gate. Okay, so by now you're pushing on dusk. Um, none of you can see in the dark or that. You've got a fairly good idea of where the um, dwarves were headed to um, from there to to get to where they had their encounter with the dragon newts. Um, what's the plans for tonight? I'm gonna do the same as <clears throat> excuse me. I'm gonna do the same as before, as far as um, just some mound defenses around the camp. If this is where we were are going to make camp, I suppose I'll probably aid with that. Seeing as how I don't have much in the survival skills area, I'll see if we can find some twilight rabbits to shoot for a bit of bit of lunch dinner. Yagenvar can actually just close his eyes for a moment, concentrate, and then sort of point out to you any life signs in the area. Do I notice any? Would it be a good idea to cast disruption on rabbits? A disruption on a rabbit. Basically, if you rolled three points, it would die. Yeah. That's what I want. But would it explode or taint the meat in any way? That's a good question. What happens to it? Oh, yeah. it's, it's little. Exploded. It's little rabbit heart explodes. 
I mean, does it just very peacefully drop, or do we have to pick up pieces? <laughs> you got me I thinking reckon, now. <laughs> I reckon it would be pieces. What does disruption even look like anyway? I mean... I would yeah, envisage it looking like leaving a bit of steak in the microwave too long. But it, 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 targets, it targets a specific body part, so I don't think the entire thing is just going to die. Well, I mean, it died, but... Just blow its leg off. It wouldn't be demolished. Okay, let's stick to let's stick to arrows for now. Go around disrupting the wildlife. I've got my architecture and masonry passes. Can you sit on the um? Can you see on the screen? There's a comment. Yeah. Oh, fancy. There's your disruption spells zipping around looking for a rabbit. Sorry, um, Stefan, I missed what you said earlier about um, could I or do I know this? I mean, presumably I do know it. Uh, it's something like you, you've you used the spell in the past, um, Second Sight, to actually look at things in the world, um, but you've noticed that you can now do it as of rights um, since you've uh, awakened your fetch. And I'm asking if there's anything glaringly obvious nearby. Okay, just do a scan roll. Mm -hmm. Nice. You can see what looks to be like a small pig. Um, it's probably only about sort of 40, 50 metres away in a bit of bush, just sort of rooting around. Um, you can't see any sign of anything else sort of um, close within sort of like a 100-meter range. Unfortunately, I have a shit bow attack, I've just realized. So don't don't get your hopes up for it's that crack. Uh, does it look like a wild pig, actually, a boar or some such? Or is this thing someone's property? This side of the uh, river... Um, you would expect it to be wild. It's not an area that um, that your guys' tribe actively farms. Thank you. I will very quietly gesture over towards Sarah because I'm a terrible shot, and then very slowly raise a finger to my lips to shush him, and then very slowly point over in the right direction. And uh, do I need to do a scan to make sure I can see it? Yeah. Or does he get a bonus for having it pointed out to him? Because you know, um, I'll give you a plus fifteen. Oh, 20. oh, oh that doesn't. Oh good. no, he's pointing back at the river, saying, "Yeah, I can see it. Look at this." He's pointing at a stone in the river. Yeah, for I'll probably take a shot at a uh, at a bush. In in Sarah's mind, yes, he can see exactly where you're talking about. You know, he can even see the cute little smile on its face. Um, as it's sort of busily feeding, uh, rooting up all the ground. You know, he sets off to stalk this uh, pig, sort of trying to get into a, a clear view. Um, as, as he sort of works around, he can see the shapes there. You know, um, thankfully, there's not another hunter in the region, otherwise it would be a very dangerous escapade. Um, but after uh, about five minutes, um, you notice that he's actually moving probably sort of 30 metres off to the right of what you're actually looking for. Not a good start. Yeah. <laughs> Best to shake those off now. 
So Yagendra, you see him sort of heading off to the right a wee bit. Do you want to call out to him or? I, I'm just going to let him do his thing, man. This is entirely not my problem. <laughs> Maybe he saw something better. Yeah, some mushrooms. I'll uh, I'll loose an arrow off at the pig. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, you can get there. You sort of. You've worked very well to get to this point, and you nail it. Bang! Look at that. It's just shot it straight through the eye. Oh. It's at this point I realise that I've been stalking a termite mound and I've shot an arrow into its rear. Pretty much. The um, Interesting, though, give me a move quietly roll. Sneak? Yep. Oh, God. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Crashing <laughs> off through the uh, the undergrowth. All of a sudden, um, Jagenvar, you notice that the, um, the sight that you can see of the soul uh, all of a sudden just takes off away from where you guys are. <sighs> Looks like we're going to just have laminous bread for the evening. Seems so, yes. Yeah. Um, Sounds like Sa it. Saren's usually sunny disposition is somewhat darkened. The thought of the crackling. I had it in my grasp. Yeah. You, f you feel a little bit embarrassed too when you come back and sort of um, your arrow, you know, having hit a termite mound is uh, not in that good a shape either. Oh, good. Okay. I'll remove one down. So, uh, in the meantime, Gort has whizzed up his amazing-looking um, palisade again. This is hilariously funny, of course, that um, you're just leaving a trail. Everyone can see exactly where you've been because of these beautiful little fortifications that get left behind each night. Before we settle down, I'll um, I'll make some kind of mark so that we can I can easily find those. Uh, trail again in the morning yep yeah it's pretty easy to find what you've in amongst it all you realize that there's basically um the dwarf with a peg leg and there was nine um iron dwarves um and a couple of just sort of normal um dwarves sort of walking along beside them so in the conversation, the the, the lads, um, the dwarves, uh, tell you that there was um, a sorcerer, another rock dwarf, and an, basically an apprentice um, to the sorcerer that were with the group, as well as Gort. Um, but Gort hadn't been on the side of the river. Um, so And there were six iron dwarves, of which Omgar is the only one that, um, that, of course, you found so far. So theoretically, there's five iron dwarves and three other uh, dwarves floating around out here somewhere. But silver tongues. They'd be making a decent enough track then. Oh, yeah. And of course, with the, the iron dwarves being in heavy armor, it's, sort of, it's almost like a plow mark. Well, not only that, are they following the same, um, same pattern? No, this, is, so th this up, was uh, basically you guys who come across the river and get sort defense. of off. Um, you'd made a camp about half a day onwards from where you guys are at the moment, and then the encounter with the dragon newts was just outside that. 
So from your memory, you're about half a day away from where um, shit went bad. Okay. Okay. So um, are we keeping any watches tonight? Presumably, yes. It's a shame I can't enlist any spirits to do that. Your fetch can to a point. Could it wake me, though? And how perceptive is it? Not very perceptive. Um, is it yes. more or less perceptive than I am, given that I'm not really trained? About the same as you. Can it wake me? Yes, it would require a power roll to do so, but basically it's like uh, an awareness thing. I'm not really going to do that because, as it is, its power is very low. Oh, sorry, no, it'd be just your power, um, like a variation on the luck roll. Uh, I'm still just not going to do that. Seems a bit dicey toying with the safety of people along with you. And the other thing, of course, is if it's concentrating on this world, of course, it's not keeping its an eye on its own back in the spirit world. So, yeah, let's not do that. Okay. Speaking of which, do you want to give us the uh, the magic roll for your fetch? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, just did 100, yeah? Nothing is interested in you today. That's just as well. Okay. So, um, what's the what's the shifts? I heard someone say they take first, so I'll take second. I can take first watch. In twos, or would you do just have one person awake? Probably just one. Probably just one. One should you be sufficient with the palisade and everything. Okay, so down that means Saren will be awake, awake in the morning. Yep. Yep, sounds good. Okay. Um, throughout the night, you hear some very interesting noises. Um, they're hard to pin down, and none of you recognize any of the noises. Um, they seem a fair distance away pretty loud but also very very alien sounds i um wish i could actually vocalize them but there's not a shit show <laughs> um okay so umgar um can i get a listen roll please okay you see that's yep yeah. oh special okay. success you've you hear voices um, to the north uh, over the river. Well, you guys are within a couple of hundred meters of the river. Okay, you guys are within a couple of hundred meters of the river and to the north of the river, um, probably not that far away, but you don't know how sound travels outside. You hear voices and they're speaking not satirite and not... Uh, trade talk, and they're definitely not speaking Mostali. Well, I'm not sneaky or anything like that. Imagine. I imagine. Who's our self-styled scout here? Yeah, for, for want of 
somebody else not having any better skills. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and get everyone up, telling them that I'm hearing some voices that I can't identify close enough to our camp. Yeah. That it's alarming. Um, you sort of run around and wake everyone up. Um, uh, can I get a listen roll off everyone, please? You've only, like, you've been asleep less than two hours. Ah, uh, grumble, grumble. Can't hear nothing. Yeah, but you're going to have the same special problem. Special for me I'm as having. well. Ha <laughs> Yep. Uh, uh, question. Oh, I'll let Karas roll first. Um, <clears throat> do I recognize these voices to be akin to the people who accosted me? Um, they were speaking to you in trade tongue. Um, but hard to tell uh, given uh, the distance. Are these uh, voices excited that we're hearing? It's hard to tell. Like there's um, a little bit of yelling, a little bit of um, what you think is laughing. It's hard to tell though because these humans do things differently. Yeah, it's probably more gifted topography that we're hearing them from this distance anyway. Okay. So um, Jagenvar hears and he says, well, that's definitely human. Um, I can't quite tell what they're saying, but it sounds like people around a campfire laughing, you know, giving each other a bit of shit. If we not, I can't quite hear what they're saying. Do I recognize the language? You're pretty sure it's New Pelorian. Or no. Yeah. Um, when do I hear this? So this is, uh, you've just been woken up from your brief slumber um, by Ungar, and he sort of pointed out that he could hear these noises. The dwarves, the dwarves and you um, all hear the noise, but the dwarves are like, got no idea what what it is. They think it's human. Um, they know it's definitely not dwarven. I very quietly say to the dwarf, and then try to shush him, just slowly raising a finger to my lips. These are definitely human, but they're a very dangerous sorts of human. Okay, you're pretty sure it's, it's well past the river, and you think it's probably, could be up to a kilometre away. It's hard to tell, though, just with the way it's sort of coming through, but it's definitely an encampment on the other side of the river. So what's, uh, just real quick, catch me up on the area that we're in. Is this familiar to Saren or Jagenbar? So I'm just going to ping on the map where you guys are. There, um, that little red dot. To the west of our icons there? Yeah, so yep, that's so the our home. So that's where their village is. So that area, um, that peninsula area all over there is farmed and herded by um, their tribe, which I cannot think of off the top of my head. Mm. So you, Not sure. You guys, you guys are into like what's officially known as the wilds, um, whereas in the area that you've just sort of crossed over from, um, it's in... Um, it is inhabited lands, uh, which has now come under lunar occupation. 
or Kamina Cam under lunar okay. occupation. Well, what do you guys think? Um, we can't, we don't want to remove ourselves from the trail that we found. I think we just double the guard and just keep vigil. In this time, the noise hasn't come any closer. There's no um, alarm or anything like that. It's just, but you can definitely hear these people sort of um, giving each other a bit of shit. Yeah, I think we should stay out of their um, immediate vicinity. Give us a scan roll, everyone. Scan roll? Yep. Alas. Okay, you can see the light, Saren. Um, definitely, probably a good sort of half k back from the river. Um, you can just see it reflecting around some of the bushes, etc. Um, you'd say that it's a campfire. Is it the weather's? Is it cold enough for us to warrant a campfire, or could we get away with not having one, or or at least something smaller? So I'm. I'm going to speak in Mostali to the Iron Dwarf, and I just sent you a message. Oh. Okay. Um, it's cold enough, like most nights, that you'd want a campfire, but you guys are lucky because the Palisade would disguise a lot of um, the light. Thankfully, when this dwarf sort of whizzes up everything, it sort of provides a, a bit of shelter and um, protection from anyone seeing the light. Okay, cool. It's actually quite good that you're putting it there because it, um, it'll show up on the video later, um, just what's going on. Oh, okay, we'll keep typing there then. All right. Um, from what you've seen, you would say, yeah, it's about half a kilometre away, enough that if you guys are quiet, they're going to have no idea. That's Aaron that knows that. That knows what, sorry? That they're You're, not going to see us if, if... Yeah. You didn't hear them, but you've worked out where there's a um, the reflection of a fl uh, fire, like that you're picking as a campfire. You reckon it's a, about half a kilometre away from where you are, but, um, yeah, um, you don't think that they've got any idea that you guys are there, and you, you definitely your campfire's not showing any sign of light outside. I think we need to investigate. You don't think we should just steer clear of any 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 involvement? Did um, Yagenvar express that that they're probably lunar? I said to the dwarves that they're rather dangerous. I will say to you that yeah, there's lunars up on the other side of the river. I've not, never met anything more dangerous than an iron dwarf. Perhaps, but there isn't one of them. A it dragon like you with an ass fixation. Yep. Yeah. I think Look. given the possibility that they may have come across our party, it would be worth scouting. How much effort does it take for me? Now, how loud is it for me to try and call upon the spirit? Is that something that involves a lot of shouting, or can I do that in relative silence? Uh, it does involve noise, but I wouldn't call it shouting. Um, you know, just think of the Native American um, shaman sort of, hey, uh, uh, um, you're going to be calling up the spirit, so there's going to be some noise. Um, 
yeah, I would say it would require an exceptional um, role given the fact that they're already loud themselves. Can I, without being very quickly noticed, spend some time to grab for myself um, the manner of spirit and tell them to go harass the people over that way? You could, um, the time it would take you to summon up a spirit with any success, it would actually be faster for you to discorporate and have a look yourself. Oh, that's right. I mean, discorporation takes an hour as well, but, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah, so you're looking at a, probably a couple of hours by the time you get a spirit and sort of do anything with that, but within an hour you could actually discorporate and go and have a look yourself. That's pretty badass. Okay. If you can do that, I reckon that would be the much safer option. I'm going to option. tell Saren that I'm going to discorporate. Okay. So um, what's your ceremony skill? Is there any, what's the range then that you can travel away from your body then when you discorporate? Uh, for every, like, so it costs five magic points to discorporate, and then you can, and is it basically every magic point over and above that gets you an extra hour out of your body? And then the movement rate is just normal movement rate? Uh, his movement rate is his power. Huh. Wow. I mean, hmm. they're only a kilometer away, so it's not exactly very far. Yep, not even. And you won't get wet. And you won't get wet. Is there like any kind of visible manifestation of him when he's discorporate? Oh, you're about to find out. Oh. My body remains. Um, while he's doing that, I'm going to climb the mound fort there on the north end and just keep watch out that way where the voices are. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll do the same looking. They're directly north of us. Basically, yep. And so we'll have the river to our west that they're across. So I'll keep guard to the west on it with my crossbow out. I will discorporate. Um, yeah, I'm not really going to spend any additional magic points to do so because an hour should be plenty to walk a kilometer, see what's up, and then we'll go back. That's not really an issue. Okay. But yeah, I will tell I will tell Saren that I'm discorporating. I will tell the dwarves that I'm doing something of some magical nature. That I'll be indisposed for a couple hours, but I'll be fine. Just I'm not going to answer any questions or anything. Don't worry. And I'll uh, I'll guard his body. Okay, so roll your ceremony and cross off five magic points out of your um, list somewhere. Very well. I don't think that actually does anything, does it? No, more just a matter of how much control that you're going to sort of run with as you can go. Um, so as you sort of slip out of your body and into the spirit realm, um, your fetch comes and settles over your body and um, makes itself visible to everyone around you and it takes over, takes position guarding you. Um, what is your fetch? It is a very dark and roiling cloud. Okay, so you guys are all sort of standing there looking, then all of a sudden, Saren, you give a little gasp when this cloud appears next to you, just sort of floating up over um, Yakinvar's body. It's sort of you inch a little bit away from where you are just because it's sort of hissing at you. A hissing cloud. A hissing cloud, yeah. Okay, so um, uh, Yakinvar, you... 
you enter the spirit realm, you're actually floating above your body and the, the, your encampment. Um, and you sort of look around, you can see a, um, you can see the river. It's sort of basically like a, a area of disruption. Um, you know, the actual power of the river itself sort of gives off some sort of forces here in the ether. Um, and then you can see the light of the camp, the encampment and signs of the body a little bit further away. You can see the odd animal around um, where you are. Um, you also, I'm just trying to think how to describe it, um, you feel a little bit different from when you actually summoned your fetch. Um, like that was an area of great power when you were at Skull Ruins and it had a definitely um, dangerous feel to it. Here it's um, you feel like you're in your you're in your own home. Um, it's a very comfortable feeling with what you're doing. Hmm. Okay, so you start you start to go and step to walk and you literally fly across um, the the river. Um, you do feel a real tug on you as you go across the river. It sort of tries to um, disrupt, like not as in the spell, but actually you feel sort of the etheric forces being pulled away from you a bit. So um, something that you're very conscious of after doing this is that um, there's something about water that interrupts um, what you do on the spirit realm. Um, and then you sort of sail across. So within within moments, you're you're hovering above the camp. Okay, that's that's nice. Okay, you can see that there's um, there's half a dozen bodies um, here in the camp. They're all of the same color. Um, they've got a definite human appearance they are looking at um yeah they're around the campfire a couple of them look to be asleep the rest of them are sort of yelling and um you're guessing they're probably drinking um you notice that there's a bit of a red tinge um to them and um if you give me an in times five roll in times five sure yeah yeah it's probably their best way to just try and Work out the association. Cool. Oh, nice. Okay. You're picking that um, your master, like the herd trainer, had talked about um, the fact that um, people's spirits are tainted with the, their runic associations. So you're picking that there's some sort of association here to the Red Moon. Fair. Do any of these lunars seem particularly magically powerful? As far as I'm aware, I still have second sight. Yep, yep. So you still so, can see the stuff. No, like compared to you, most of them are um, definitely weaker. There's um, nothing here that would particularly worry you. Um, they're not weak, but they're not they're not strong either. How many, give or take, are there? Uh, six. Okay. Um, do they carry any particularly dangerous animals? Do they seem... I can see items of magical power as well. They're not carrying some grand artifact, are they? Yeah, so when you're in the... When you're just corporate, you only see um, spirit stuff. There's nothing there that you can see 
um, represents a you know a bound spirit or that. Fair enough. All right, then it's probably nothing to worry about too much. I mean, patrols in the area aren't that uncommon, are they? Not hugely uncommon. There's not really a reason to get very paranoid about this, is what I'm asking. No. Fair enough. Um, um, while you're there, sort of hovering above cities, so you start off relatively um, you know, mid-height. You zoom in and have a quick look at them a little bit closer just to work out their runic associations and that. And then you sort of get back up and just have a having a look at the camp overall, looking for, um, you know, any spirits or anything that's sort of magical that sort of looks at it. And as you do that, you sort of zoom up a little bit higher. Um, can you just give me a scan roll? Let's hope I'm better at this while I'm not in my actual physical body. Nope. <laughs> not better at all. Okay, you struggle to look out at any distance um, from where you are. Um, yeah, you just not have to see past that deep into the actual veil at the moment. Um, you do know where the camp is. You do, you know, you still know how your way back to your body, but um, you just can't see anything much further out. All right then. Uh, anything else for me to see, or should I just start flying back? From here, that you've not been able to see anything else. And then I will fly back to my body, and I can, and it's corporation early, can't I? Yep. Okay. Then I will do so. All of a sudden, it's like, you get back there, you start working your way back into the body, you settle back in over your body, and then one, two, three, click, and you're awake. You're back in the room. Yeah. And now, every time anyone says spirit, <laughs> you shall cluck like a chicken. You're going to make a black cloud. All right, so what did we see? There is a camp of lunars some distance away from us. There are six in total. None of them are priests of the foul goddess or grand sorcerers or some such. They are reasonably well armed, but they do not carry objects with Incredibly powerful bound spirits or anything of the sorts. Was there a dwarf with them? Was there a dwarf with them? No, it was the, the six bodies were all sort of um, the same colour. Yarganvar shakes his head a bit. Mostarly have a very interesting view, so to speak. Yeah, do you notice when you left that they, um, the dwarves are definitely a different colour? Your spirits have collars that I can very difficultly describe, but no such spirit was amongst the boons that I saw. Uh, well, I appreciate you doing that. Okay, now, now that we've established that, I suggest that we, we stay as far away from them as possible. Fair enough. The less, the less we have contact with them, the better. Okay, so are we returning back to sleep? Yeah, do we want to alter the guard schedule at all, guys? No, not that I'm aware. Okay, so I'll continue on first watch then. Uh, it's now well into, well into second watch. Oh, I will go to sleep. Well, at second watch, I'm going to finish my watch and then wake up the next person. So, um, pretty uneventful. That's me. Um, you get through third watch, um, 
Gort, you're on. Um, you're hearing some interesting noises. Um, since you've been above ground, you've noticed there's a lot of interesting noises. You, you know, there's, there's things make noises that um, you n never had any idea existed. You still don't really know what some of them are. Um, there's some threatening. Um, roll listen. Yep. Um, some of them have this sort of mo this noise of <laughs> under attack. That's my stomach still thinking about the crackling. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking right. if it was a pair of amorous large cats. It's, it's every time the wind seems to blow, there's this. Elves. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd say if you hear a nom 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 nom, it's a fairly good chance it's a troll. Okay. I, my knuckles turn white from clutching my crossbow. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. Nothing seems to come any closer. Um, you know, you've, there's all these errant noises, but nothing seems to come any closer, and uh, nothing gives you any problems until it's time to wake up, Tostin. Uh, sorry, Saren. God, get the right character. This above-ground shit isn't fun. Um, when the dwarves sort of go back to bed, they tend to hunker in close to the um, the walls of um, the palisade that Gort has made, and... Um, basically bury themselves in their blankets. This is a very noticeable palisade that they're in. So whenever Gort makes a palisade, it's basically six metres across, uh, six metres diameter. Um, the walls come up about two metres. He, he puts a little step up so that um, um, you can get up onto the side of the wall. Yeah, I was thinking I'd do more of a ramp. Just a mound ramp. Oh, the last one was gothic in style. Oh, is that what I decided? <laughs> Do not discredit his sense of architecture. <laughs> yeah, last time, last time you decided that it had to have those sort of gothic features as well. I'd, I'd forgotten about that. Can't do something without a, putting in your mark of architecture and design on it. You start putting fake gargoyles on the side of them as well, if you want to. Scare off these heathen foul beasts. Okay, um, so Tustin, uh, Saren, fucking hell, sorry. <laughs> Next thing I'll be starting to call out for Enders and everyone else, yeah. Um, okay, um, you're on watch. Um, there's no sign of any movement. Uh, there's no fire from over the other side. Um, I take it that you'll be doing your sort of morning uh, look around for a bit of food as well, just to see if anything pops up. Yep, but I'll, I'll make um, special... Be aware that I'm not making any noise and, and pay special attention to the to where the Lunar Patrol was. Okay. So give us a scan roll. Let's see if you can find that bloody damn pig again. Okay, you see a couple of small rabbits out, probably 10, 15 metres away from the um, the fort. Let's ping a shot off at them. Okay. Wow. Bang. 
smash. Just hits. Gotcha. Okay. Right in the heart. You've taken down one rabbit. Yep. The other one sort of goes thump, 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 and then goes hippity hoppity running. Do I get a chance to pick off that one as well? You can, but it'll be at a minus 10. How do you do uh, that? Just uh, roll. Just normal... Yep. Ah, oh, uh, minus 10. Yep. No. Just missed it. Bing, off to the side of it. Um, unfortunately, it was just moving that a little bit too fast for you. Okay, so... Did you get a tick for that? I'd say the bloody oath. Cool. It's food. Good, that's, uh, that makes up for it. I was sad about scanning that, but also keeping an eye. If, if it starts getting to be a reasonable time to wake everyone up, I wake them up so that we can get an early start on, potentially get a head start on these later in case they decide to cross the river. Yep. Yeah, it's like um, about an hour, hour and a half in, you've got your rabbit. Um, it's light enough that you can see the rabbit, so there's a great opportunity to, um, you know, sort of get the fire cranked up and sort of then wake everyone up. Yep, cool. Okay. Um, you, you kick everyone awake nicely. Um, you guys wake up to the smell of a little bunny rabbit uh, roasting over a fire. Not that you actually recognise what a bunny rabbit is in the case of the dwarves. Um, speaking of which, you're down to, I think, uh, Gort has one or two cans left of food. And um, Ungar has two cans left of food. You guys have only ever eaten processed food your entire lives. Dwarves have been reduced to a shadow of their former selves because they can't get past eating McDonald's. <laughs> I'm going to stick to the processed food for this one. Yep. Now, um, Gort, um, in the last session, uh, Gort pulled out his tin of um, spinach. Um, he sort of um, cracked it open, sort of scaled it down, and, um, you know, you noticed that his forearms sort of flexed, and um, he went, gah, 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 gah. Um, you, on the other hand, um, your mix tended to be this uh, food source called Gynus, which is like a, a malted beverage. I offer the dwarves to see if they um, they want to try some some rabbit. Can you eat? Can you eat rabbits? I'll put my hand up and um, yeah, I'll shake my head now. I'll pass. It's very good. We've still got two cans of the good stuff. I suppose that just means there's more for us. Which is good, because otherwise it would be sort of like a drumstick e equivalent each. Yeah. It wasn't that big a rabbit. Just chewing an ear. Yeah. Um, you're sort of half tempted to make a smart-ass comment about the fact that, you know, grab a couple of rabbits and you could actually outfit both of them in new clothing. Well, I have a new species of dwarf, third dwarf. Yep. Yeah, rabbit dwarf. Bunny dwarf. They're probably half-bred with rabbits anyway. That's why they're underground so much. You guys have eaten. You're all ready to go. Um, you head off. It's easy to follow the trail initially. Um, are we looking to make good time to try and catch up? I would like to. As much as we can with the small legs. Yep. So uh, they can run pretty hard. Um, 
the old Iron Dwarf looks a little bit winded by the time he's been running for a couple of hours, but um, but they actually can make amazingly good time. Um, they're not fast, but they can just keep running and running and running, probably more so than you guys can. Okay, so for a while, you um, basically sort of mid-morning, you've managed to get to where they had their um, previous encampment, and from there that you, you notice that the tracks actually split up. So on one group, um, the peg leg and uh, two iron dwarves have gone off with that, of which um, Umga was one of them. Um, then the other group have split up into, um, again, just threesomes that have actually sort of wandered off into different directions. It starts to get a little bit harder to follow the track now that there's only two two iron dwarves and um, the peg leg to follow. So it's two, two iron dwarves with all the armour and the sorcerer. Yep, that's all that's in this group that you're following. So you can see tracks heading out. There's no sign of uh, Umgar's return trip, so obviously he's taken a slightly different path with how he got back. Uh, can I get an in times five roll, please, off Umgar? Okay, this area is pretty familiar to you. Hmm. Um, just having not been here last time, what's familiar about it? Um, just, there's a couple of little, um, gullies that you recognize funny bushes on. Um, you can see things, um, little spots where, uh, uh, Silver Tongue had actually stopped to check out stuff looking for a bit of luck. Um, and, um, you can see signs where you've actually sat down on rocks or, um, just because you were bored, you started kicking the shit out of something um, along the way. You can see indents where your iron boots have sort of left marks um, from when you were kicking. Um, you know, you tend to check how strong your iron is and compared to all of this other stuff around. There's the odd hack mark from a from an axe. Okay, so this is. This sorcerer and these two iron dwarves are literally returning the exact same route that we took. No, so you you were one of the iron dwarves um, that originally came out. So this is yeah, so yeah. what you're doing is you're following the old your old tracks. Yep. So from here, you reckon it's probably about an hour away to where you guys had run into the into the dragon newts. And I'm just pinging roughly where you are now. Okay. Well, shall we continue on then? Sure. How many, just now that I think of it, how many dragon newts were there that you fought? Um, and, and why? And why? Why? Why did you fight them? That one. Uh, um, they attacked you. You're pretty sure that they attacked you. You know, you you of course wouldn't go and attack another elder elder um, race for no reason. Um, surely not. Okay. Dragon newts aren't known for doing things that um, make sense to humans, but then again, neither do Mostali. I had given up on finding things to make sense of when I started travelling with these people, man. So you're back into this sort of terrain again. It is showing up, isn't it, with the, the moonscape? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys... Okay, you should all be on the screen. Okay, you're wandering in from there. Um, 
this is all very familiar now to Umgar, and he's pretty sure that somewhere over here was where um, uh, Silvertongue had been looking at things when they'd been accosted by the dragon mutes. Okay. Well, um... Lead the way. Okay. Are so, we doing, um... Oh, go ahead. And see, so we're not in combat rounds at the moment, just um, setting up a position. So you can see there that there's a few ridges. Um, you can't see... Like that area there is blocking off what's past it. Same through here. You can't see past that. And this area here sort of limits your vision a wee bit. Yeah, it's rough ground. Um, there's a number of um, guts and hollows in the areas that you're walking through. Is this considered tribe lands at all? No, this is this is definitely the wilds. Gotcha. You're only you're only about five six k away from the river, but yeah. You move up to this ridge. You move to the right of it. Get visibility on the other side. Okay. Yep, I'll follow up with. Yep, just move yourselves up into whichever position you. Okay, give me a scan roll, please. Everyone. Yeah, um, everyone's oh, actively yeah. looking. Special. Wow, that's a good one. So Saren failed. Omega failed. Gort nailed it. And Yaganva failed. Okay. I didn't fail. I succeeded less. Yeah, you found another pig. Yeah. Okay, Gort. You see signs of um, what looks to have been a battle and um, blood over there, including a, um, a battle axe that's been dropped. Would I know who this battle axe belonged to? Not a show. Seriously, you want to identify someone's battle axe, right? <laughs> Why not? Maybe it was named. He, he's a dwarf. He's going to go up and lick it. <laughs> Taste battle axe. Yeah. So that's the distance at the moment. So each hex is three meters. So in a strike rank, you can move... Uh, for the humans, you can move three meters per strike rank, and for the dwarves, you can move um, uh, two hexes every um, three strike ranks. You know, look back down and waving to the rest of the party, specifically Umgar, and point in the direction of the battle axe stuck in the ground. Yep. Does the blood look fresh? Sorry, what was it? Does the blood, Does the blood look, look fresh? Um, it's dried. It's not sort of fresh, fresh, but you can see definite signs that um, in the last few days there's been a battle. Okay, I'm probably going to want to get there right away. Yeah, you recognize this area. Yeah, so I'm just going to steam ahead to the to the battleground. Um, are we doing strike ranks now? No, just um, approaching it with caution. Okay. Well, what was caution? Yep. Okay, you get down there. Um, um, 
I'm picking that Saren and Jagenvar are the only two that can actually track. So if you guys have a look for roll uh, for tracks, and um, if everyone gives me a search roll as well. I might have lulled you into a false sense of security last time. Oh, shit. Earth? Nice. Trackman. Should I do like a dwarf lore to identify the gear? No, um, it's not your axe, so you're pretty sure it was your offsiders. Um, um, I am blanking on the name for him at the moment. Um, his name, yeah, okay, his name was Axel. There you go. A dwarf named Axel. <laughs> yeah, well, he carried an axe. <laughs> and his, and his friend, MC Hammer. Yeah. Well, there could have been Hammerick, yeah. Actually, that was a local band. You guys get down there. You, so it's not your axe, so you're pretty sure it's Axel's axe. Um, you can see signs in this um, vicinity of where the battle was. Um, just around here was where you were fighting the two dragon newts. Uh, interesting, there is no bodies. So um, neither the neither of dragon newt or of dwarven kind. You do find the axe, and around here, you find a dinky little buckler shield that you know belong to a silver tongue. So the rest of you are all carrying target shields, um, but um, uh, silver tongue sort of carried a buckler because it was nice and light. Do I see anything else, especially from that critical track roll? Oh, actually, a oh, special track roll. Yeah. Okay, you can see signs of where um, everyone had been. Okay, so you can see uh, there was a large, what you're picking is a dragon ute, and then a smaller one. Um, you can see the signs of the um, the battle. You can see where um, the dwarf used a classical defensive technique to fight here. Um, think Princess Bride. Um, when the prince sits there and looks at the battle scene and sort of assays what happened. This may be a terrifying shock, but I've never seen the princess bride. You're right. That is a shock. Shame on you. Shame on you. What was his name? Prince Hump, I think, or... Uh, yeah, yeah. The bad guy. Yeah, as I say, um, so you see um, Saren sort of moving through, uh, mimicking the movements and sort of looking to see what happened. And then um, he says, um, this is definitely where the guy got you in the ass." Um, you, <laughs> you can see um, both. Um, he says, look, the tracks where he's come up and here's the blood where, where he stabbed you. you know, um, no doubt about it, because you were definitely facing the big guy at the front here. Um, you look like you did some damage to the big guy, um, and they left you for dead here. Um, I can find signs of the peg leg having sort of scuttled away uh, out to the, um, the eastern side out here. Basically, while they were fighting with you lot, um, peg leg seems to have run away. Um, your your mate Axel, he, he looks like he was sort of knocked unconscious and um they've taken his body with them and the blood does um dragon newts and dwarves have different colored blood can we can we ascertain who the blood's from or what species 
yep. So the blood, all the blood here is, um, all the major blood is actually probably from Umgar. Um, the, from what you can see, Axel was hit with like a lucky blow. Um, basically, he got a hit to the head and um, knocked him in one hit. So given the amount of armor that the Iron Dwarf is wearing, you're picking that's like they criticaled with a with a um, shot to take down that dwarf in one hit. Hmm. So we have an incapacitated dwarf probably drug off, and we have the target moving in two different directions yep. then? Uh, so you're not sure where the Iron Dwarf has been taken to at the moment. Um, the tracks sort of get lost in, but over a bit of rock. Um, going south, um, but Pegleg definitely sort of went east out over rock. I'm assuming you want to find uh, the your sorcerer. Yeah, I think I would want to stick with the target. What was what was uh, my relationship with this Axel guy? Oh, he was a brother. Anything brother that dwarf, would... but um, he's on a mission. He, you know, you live for your mission. So I shall. We head east. <laughs> Okay. Um, now, did we? Everyone, give me a search roll. Scan, not search. Okay. Can I get a search roll as well, please? Uh, I had done that. I got the special on it. Are you asking for another? Now this is search. Oh, search. Just you two, I assume then. No. So uh, everyone can search. It was just the track that uh, only the two humans could do. Okay. No, sir. <laughs> They're coming out tonight, aren't they? <laughs> of course, it's really hard when you're um, back to RuneQuest 3 skills compared to RQG. Yeah, you're not acing every single thing you do. Okay, so you guys are sort of uh, rocking around at um, Yaganvar. There's something a little bit odd about um, this item that you're pretty sure that the, the um, Silver Tongue. Uh, dwarf had actually um, dropped. Um, not far from where you found a shield, you see a small stone that, to you, has a bit of a glow to it. Is it a very powerful glow? No, only a moderate glow, but um, there's just something a little bit odd about it. That um, yeah, it's it fits easily inside your palm. Sure, I'll go have a look. Yeah, you sort of pick it up and it's just, you don't know what it is. There's just something different about it that, um, yeah, it's a bit of black rock, but it's got a real shiny aspect to it. Um, like when you when you move it in your hand, um, just veering around, you know, the, the light flashes off it and it's sort of, there's a hue of colours come out of it. It's quite captivating. And, um, it's black, shiny like you know black blacker than night um but as you move it around you know it's just sparkles and glows and you're just not sure what the hell it is but it's definitely captivating i turn to the dwarves i kind of wave my rock around a bit and i say i have found something would you know what this happens to be um give me a mineral or roll both you two Oh God! <laughs> I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask to uh, see it and hold it so I can get a closer view Are on you it. Let me see mineral lore. 
<laughs> Don't you have a ridiculous percentage in that shit? Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, it's only 100. <laughs> I didn't realise that Ungars is that low. Um, you both look at it and you notice that it's a piece of obsidian. Um, it's the sort of thing Silvertongue would quite often sort of um, carry with him just to remind him of home. It's an obsidian trinket. Just a reminder of home. A bit of nostalgia. Well, if it reminds you of home, you are very free to keep it. It is not something I think I have a use for. Actually, the glow that it had, could I, could I identify why it glowed? Like, is there a spirit trapped inside or something like that? Um, no, there's nothing magical about it when you hold it. There's nothing there, just... Um... Yeah, fine. The dwarf can have it. That is fine by me. Okay, um, can you give me an in times five roll for both court and um, Amgar, please? Oh, just just made it. Oh, look at you. Okay. Cool. Um, you both know that like this piece of obsidian is really out of place where it was found, um, but you also remember that um, Silver Tongue. He had a pouch of them that he would actually just sort of place around him when he was doing um, some of his magic. Uh, and he would also use them as markers to um, remind him that he needed to actually look at something along the way. So sometimes he would leave them in tunnels to say that this is something that he needed to come back to. Sometimes he would use it to say, this is the way I've gone. So um, this may have been left on purpose uh, to mark something that he needed to look at, or it could have been dropped as a sign that he is alive and well. We're on the right track. Well, all right then. Well, let us continue then. Okay. So now there's a bit of rock around here. There's a little bit of soil. Um, the dwarf was definitely scuttling. Moving back to the big map. Has that centered for you guys? Uh, uh, I'm on Sunwheel Ruin. I'm on Telfort. I'm on Telfort as well. It was shift, wasn't it? Shift click, yes. Better keep clicking for a moment, though. Ah, uh, there we go. Okay. So, by your guys' count, it's been two days since um, the dwarf would have uh, escaped. I love watching all of the counters move around. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, so it's two days since he escaped. You could try adding a red axe marked spot on the map so we don't have to do this every time. All right, well, we'll be continuing east. Um, do we... Uh, what am I trying to ask here? Is the trail that Sarn found um, of the peg leg moving east, is that consistent? Like, are we able to follow it pretty easily? Yep. Um, initially, yes, there's no problems because he's just sort of running. Um, later on, it becomes a little bit harder to find because he seems to be actively trying to hide. Do you want to take point then, Saren? Yep. As we, as we continue to attempt to follow it. Okay. He's not moving fast, and in fact, after a while, you notice that he's definitely trying to... There's no need to actually um, 
do lots and lots of track rolls because we know that's always fun. Um, but as you follow the signs, you can see that he's starting to look for places to actually hide and alcoves um, to get away. Um, interesting thing, he is actually running east. Um, and um, it hasn't deviated. He just has kept going east. Uh, can I get Have we found any more obsidians? Yeah, I was just going to say, you find after about half a day to a day, you find that um, there's an area that he's sort of gone to and it's a nice little protected alcove. There's just an, a neat little rock formation there that sort of stands out in comparison to the rest of the actual um, geography in the area or geology in the area. And it's got another one of these obsidian stones there. Um, give us, a, just give me a search roll. Just uh, everyone can give me a search roll here. All right. Yep. Okay. There is a, you're not sure if it's the rune for Pamultea or an arrow, um, but next to the, uh, next to the obsidian, there's a mark in the ground that sort of is pointing northwards now. I'll show this to the other to the other guys. Does this have special meaning for you, dwarves? Not really, because they don't tend to do this sort of thing underground too often. But um, it definitely looks like um, the arrow points in the direction uh, that the tracks head often. And it's pointed north. Now pointing north. Yep. All right. Also, I believe it means go north. Okay. Um, your belt off, like it's got to, like you've basically getting to the end of the day. You're pretty sure that you're actually catching up on this dwarf because a he's not moving fast, and b he can't travel as fast as what um, the humans can. And you guys are sort of pushing yourselves very hard and almost not quite sprinting, but definitely sort of keeping up a good running pace. As you get to another area, um, just have a quick look around. Um, you see again the geography is just a little bit different. Things are, um, you know, there just seems to be something where his tracks head to other points of interest, um, places that would actually stick out to all the dwarves as being just fairly uncommon in this region. Um, Gort, you notice that this is consistent with where you would find your luck. Mm, I'm going to set my pack down for a moment, get out some paper and writing utensil and scribble some things down and mark this on a map. Okay. You sort of give it, you do your best to try and sort of mark where it is. Um, but you've, what you're noticing is the place where um, he had his original stone um, would have potentially been a place of interest. The place where you found the arrow was definitely a um, place of interest. And the place where you found the stone, again, is another place of interest. And again, there's another arrow, um, this time pointing back to the, the northwest. Let's see. So how many of these obsidians have we found? Three so far. All right. I'm actually going to let go of one of them and leave it here. Okay. Um, Tostin, you've noticed that from the trail because, of course, you are the tracker, um, that you reckon that you're within a couple of hours of them now. And what time of day is it? 
Uh, it's coming up on night at the moment. You back to within a, um, half a kilometre of the river, you reckon. You've done like a little um, semicircle loop, but you probably... You said that we reckon... You said that we recognize these pieces of obsidian not just as markers, um, but just as like something a spell that Silver Tongue kind of normally uses and and stuff he's doing, like like a focus device. Okay. So evening time, sort of rolling around, you've gone as far as you can without sort of um, necessarily um, having to light torches, and then you probably wouldn't see anything. What's the plan for tonight? A couple hours ahead. This guy is alone, obviously trying to hide. I don't know, even with torches, uh, I think we could make up the time and get on him pretty quick. What do you guys think? I think we can see in the dark, can't we? No, not not, not see in the dark. Uh, it's more of a underground. Yeah. It's like pretty much sonar, oh, right? Sense, is that what it is? Or underground tunnels. Yeah, it's not. It's not seeing the dark. Yeah. It's just able to feel things. Mm. Although, would we not be spooking him if we if we approach him with torches at night? And have we found areas where he's bedded down for the night as well? Um, you can see signs where he's rested, not necessarily through the night, but during um, during his travels. There's places he's definitely kept out. So, I mean, he has a peg leg. He is alone. And I have a knowledge of the, enough of this guy to know what kind of spells. Yeah, nothing that you know of that's majorly offensive. He's got a few spells that sort of definitely help him out, um, definitely help him do what he what he does. But he's, um, he's capable of looking after himself to a point. Is sorcery, like, instantaneous? Or is it... Um... So, I mean, he's at a disadvantage there, too, then. Everything favors just rolling up on this guy and getting after him. Sure, I'm happy with that. Okay. So um, up we go with torches and sort of start heading off to try and follow. Um, uh, sorry. Sorry, and did you want to keep point and I'll stick with you on this? Uh, okay. Okay. Can I get a power times five from everyone, please, as a luck roll? Of course. Fuck. Ouch. Well, you did well. Okay. The humans rule. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Gort's out looking for the bloody humans keep finding it. Um, Yagenvar, um, as you're sort of going along, you see out of the corner of your eye, just as you're sort of drifting off a glow uh, in a, a little area off to the side. It's not human and it's not animal, but you've got a, it has a very similar appearance to the dwarves that you're traveling with. Then I'm going to point it right out to my dwarven friends, for sure. Okay. Can I see it? No, so um, it's. I'll nod. I've learned to trust his instincts. Probably about a hundred meters away. Uh, you guys have got sort of light for about thirty meters around you, um, and then just outside of that area um, that's been illuminated, um, 
the glow from um, Second Sight um, pops up and shows off where there's a spirit slash body um, just off to the side a wee bit. So at the moment, no, the dwarves can't see jack shit. I'll be moving in the direction that um, okay, well, I, I guess I'm going to just kind of beckon them over and go this way. Something lies here. Yep. So it's rough ground, but your torches are there sort of to help you. And um, as you come closer, all of a sudden, when I get into the sheet, okay, all of a sudden you hear mumble, 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 and a big area of light all of a sudden just opens up above you guys and um yeah it's like a flare's gone off around you and you are completely and utterly exposed in the night um standing there in an area that's probably around uh 20 meter radius um so it shows you off completely you saw that flash um basically as it was cast um Yaganva. Who goes there? Oh, it's us. Is that you, Silverstone? Yep. What the it's fuck are you Gordon. doing? I'm fucking not happy here. I've had bloody dragon newts trying to stick me. He said, fuck knows what happens to Axel. I've spent the last couple of days just trying to stay away from them. But uh, what the fuck are you doing traveling with humans? We'll not have found you otherwise. Is that, is that Umga with you? Yes, it is. Wow, you fucking had a bit of fun, didn't you? Intimate relations with a fucking dragon newt. How did you know about that? I fucking saw the saw him accosting you from behind as I ran away. It's fucking hard to run on a pig leg. So, again, how the fuck did you find me? Follow the obsidian stones and the arrows. Fuck, you're not dumb after all. How smart are you to leave them? I thought you had fucking vegetable between your ears. So, again, the uh, this, these humans, uh, can we trust them? We've trusted them this far. Yeah, how far is that? Far enough to find you. Well, you took your fucking sweet time, didn't you? We also promised them gold. Ah, that'd be fucking right. You go and promise my gold. Well, it was you we were rescuing. Seemed fitting. I, I suppose it is. Um, and then in uh, Traitung, he starts talking to you guys. Humans, uh, I take it that you've led these two around because I know that they can't fucking uh, find a keg in a barrel, uh, a keg in a brewery. Yes, we, um, we, we, we've helped them along the way. How the fuck did you find me there? I was trying to hide in this bloody rut. And you like walked straight towards me. This one, and I nod towards Carhast, has a keen eye. The likes I'm not familiar with. It's pretty fucking impressive, I'll tell you that. Aye, it is. So have you seen any sign of the fucking newts? No, what was the state of Axel? I have his axe. Well, that probably sums up his state then. Um, they they um, did this worry, worry, thing and then fucking slapped him in the head. And I don't know what it did, but must have gone straight in through his uh, helm and got him right in the eye. Next thing he was down and bleeding. Is he alive? 
I didn't really fucking stay to watch. The whole idea is you lot are supposed to be fucking near indestructible. Not you. You're just fucking... You just like playing with mud. Well, that being the case, I think we ought to go search for him. I would, uh, if he's not with you and he wasn't where he fell, then you know where he is. Uh, general idea. So you expect three of us to go and fucking take on a couple of dragon newts that already beat the shit out of you? I was hoping it'd be five. Well, I only count three. I quizzically look over at Sarhan and Karhast and then back to Silvertongue. Oh, you mean five, including the people that are not quite as uh, good as us. Shrug. This is all in trade tongue, so you guys actually understand what he's saying. So what was he saying, sorry? I only had one ear because I thought they were talking Miss Starley. Um, basically, um, the, the discussing having to go and try and find Axel, but he said, well, you know where the fuck they're going, um, um, suggesting that he's the dragon use of taking him back towards Dragon's Eye. Um, and he says, well, there's only three of us, and they've already beaten the shit out of you. And then um, Gortz is, well, I count five. And his reply was, oh, you're including those that aren't as good as the rest of us. <laughs> right. I raise my eyebrows and take a sideward look at Yagenvar. I'm not meaning any offence, but uh, you're not be dwarves. They have their uses. Yes. Yes. So does cancers. Look, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, we didn't exactly stand up well to those fucking dragon newts. Mind you, there was a couple of lucky hits. But uh, I have no plans to be bent over and fucking made intimate. Well, the way I see it is at this point... We're either abandoning him or attempting to get him back. He's, uh... uh, I know I'm just a humble clay dwarf. And you are a silver dwarf? Yep. And you're a bit higher up on the anarchy. I don't feel comfortable leaving Axel to them. Okay, but it's, uh... We're gonna have to fucking move, because they uh, are wee way away. Like, it's been two days. Do you he, um, know why the dragon newts took your um, took your dwarf? I think they felt like we were poking our noses into places that they really didn't appreciate. This was only two fucking dragon newts. Imagine if we had to run into a full squad. Well, let's just hope it's still that's still only the two. I the others, like the others, won't be coming back for another four or five days. But we'd have a fuck all chance of trying to find them out here. Uh, in this land, he said, um, I'll, I'll tell you what we'll do, though. Um, before we head off in the morning, I'll I'll give us a, a wee tune-up so that um, we can get there a little bit faster. It may wear us out a little bit more, but it will make a difference. I am all right with that. He sort of looks a wee bit at um, the humans and says, I'll even do it for your, your uh, associates. If if they're so inclined, uh, otherwise they may not be able to keep up with us. What's this tune-up you speak of? I just uh, a wee bit of a trick I know. Um, uh, it just helps when you've got short feet and a peg leg to be able to um, take bigger steps. 
Are you talking about the mobility spell? I don't know about no fucking mobility spell. That sounds like some sort of fucking shit the fake gods do. It's the um, walk like a human dwarf spell. We can slow down for you. That's fine. Uh, you won't have to fucking slow down for me, son. If you can fucking catch up, if you can catch up and keep up with me, I'll be fucking impressed. I'll even shout you a fucking Kilkenny. That's a drink, by the way, not a fucking Kilkenny. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, who's Kenny? I, well, Kenny, Kenny was one of the crew, but you know the story about Kenny. Kenny got fucked over and stabbed in the ass. We still laugh about it 200 years on. Speaking of which, Umga, <laughs> you'll have to live that one down. I wouldn't if you would stop bringing it up. Uh, you gotta laugh. Fucking an iron dwarf walking around in all of that fucking iron, and he goes and gets stabbed in the arse. Okay, well, I suppose we should get some sleep, and uh, then I'll give us the tune-up in the morning. Um, you guys sitting out any guards tonight? Yeah, I'll take first. I'll take second. Okay. Yeah, that'll probably actually get you through. Okay, I was going to say, I'll do the early morning one again. Yep. Yeah, it's like you're pushing midnight already, so three shifts will get you through to early light. Um, again, the interesting noises, um, it's quite weird and spooky um, being out in the open for the two dwarves or the three dwarves. Um, you notice that Silvertongue um, sort of has hugged himself under a rock ledge um, to sleep. Um, and sort of almost buries himself again. If it hadn't been for Kaha's second sight, you would not have seen him um, because physically he was, he's actually a wee bit occluded from vision. Okay, the next morning, um, Silvertongue asks Umgar to take his armor off so he can cast a spell on him. Okay, I go ahead and I'll go ahead and do that. Okay, he spends a while. Um, mumbling and he gets caught in as well and he invites uh the two humans to actually come and stand closer um or would they rather watch and see what happens first um before he before he's uh, tunes them up lads do you want to actually uh, do you want to tune up now or would you rather see what the advantage of what it gives us is he talking to the dwarves or uh, uh, to, to you two yeah uh, sure Let, let's have a look to see what you do Okay, so I've also taken off my iron helm, so it doesn't disturb this by any means. Yep. Um, he spends a, a minute or two, sort of mumbling, and sort of then all of a sudden, um, he, you're definitely sure he's cast a spell, but it's quite different from what you guys do. Uh, now, all of a sudden, you notice that the dwarves can run at twice the speed of what you guys run. I'll go ahead and just demonstrate for them. Yeah, you know, it's like a little mini short version of the Flash with funny little legs going. Whoa, it's almost cartoonish. <laughs> and he's naked. Yeah. Hey. And a loincloth. Oh, he has three legs. <laughs> <laughs> they call him. I'm going to slightly slow down my speed of walking, but only because I want to stare at what's going on because this is a highly interesting phenomenon. Yeah. The, um, Am I going to be as, as fast if I cast mobility? You reckon with mobility, uh, what was your mobility? How do you mean? 
uh, what was this um cousin uh iq3 it's um each point of mobility adds individually it's not like the other one that automatically mobility one yep so that would make you move at four meters per strike rank and you're pretty sure these guys are moving it at about six Whew. sure yeah i'll have some of that action i'll say tune me up baby okay He's, uh, he mumbles away and then all of a sudden boom, um yours you know your speed has gone up to six uh your movement rate has gone up to six um there's no doubt about it you definitely move a lot faster than you were before um uh, Yaganvar, would you be wanting some to partake of some of this would you like a wee tune-up mm, i suppose Yaganvar has noticed that the dwarves he's been with have very conspicuously not hurt him. So I, I will nod and say, very well, I'm interested. Okay, he says, yeah, you're an interesting one, aren't you? Yeah, do you hear voices in your head? You can see him looking at you a little bit funny. It's almost like he's um, not second sight, but definitely looking at you with some sort of interest. Does the, is this dwarf a good deal more powerful than the other ones were? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, okay. He mumbles and away Yagenfar for a bit. Yagenfar smiles and says, only when people talk to me. He says, uh, I think I know of your kind. He uh, casts a spell and boom. Okay, so you guys are now at movement rate six. Um, you know that your spells, uh, your mobility spell normally lasts for five minutes, Saren? Yep. Okay, you guys go through the day. And you're still moving at the same speed. Okay, so so like for 10 hours, you're, um, you run and you're moving at really amazing speeds. Like you're basically push, starting to push towards the speed of a, a horse. Um, and um, you're making huge time um, following on um, back to where um, the original combat had taken place and then sort of following the tracks from there down. And at the end of 10 hours, it's still going. He says, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to continue? He says, we won't be able to see fuck all unless I light the way. What kind of fatigue do we start to accrue if we don't rest for a night? Depends on how long you go. So you'd start to suffer at like a minus 10. And then as the day progresses on, it would sort of get a little bit worse. Okay. I mean, because you were right earlier, being a few days behind, I don't think pushing through with some light for the first day matters that much, unless, well, unless they stopped and got where they were going, and <laughs> we ran into something. Yep. You guys have traveled, you guys have effectively traveled um, 15 kilometers over land, over rough land in one day, when you were making sort of like around 6 to, to 10 kilometers. Um on the your initial travels he he says look i can like the way if you want but he says every fucker will see it for miles around so they must be going at a fair clip then if we're or, or do we think we've you've you're definitely catching up it's hard to sort of read how close you are but um day, a day two days ahead start yeah you've you've effectively traveled um two days travel in one day do we want to stop then and um, maybe take a look around, see if there's any any kind of indication 
that the guy is even alive, that Axel's even alive? Essentially, uh, I always defer to Sterling, Silvertongue, and Umgar, because you guys are the Silver Dwarf and the Iron Dwarf, and I'm just a Clay Dwarf. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a good point. I guess we'll just... What is? What would Sterling think? Is he up for stopping then? Um, he's... Yeah, he'd, he'd rather actually sort of rest up if he can, um, just as a chance to do a few things. He says, look, um, this I can cast the spell again tomorrow. Um, that's not an issue. But he said the, the big thing is going to be um, uh, if I have to light the way, he said everyone will be able to see it. So we just don't know what attention we might attract. Um, I guess we set up camp then. I do like the idea of kind of poking around on the trail that we're following just for yeah, look, on, on the tracks that you're following, there's, um, basically it's demi-bird tracks. So you can, you're following along, um, you can see like the scout um, has left a trail with a little bit of blood. Uh, the demi-bird tracks are sort of been barreling along and there's no sign of any dwarf tracks, but you're picking that there's a fairly good chance that they would have put the dwarf on the bird anyway. In that first fight? Like, was yeah, that after- his blood or could that be Axel's? Uh, there was a combination of both. Uh, you had managed to hit the warrior, and um, in retaliation for being stabbed in the ass, you had um, hit the um, the scout newt as well before you collapsed. Well, shall we set up a quick camp then? Yep, suits me. Okay, are you going to do your fortifications? I am not. Cool. Um... The other thing is, are you going to be lighting a campfire? Actually, I will do the fortifications. It'll just be a minute. I have to let the dog out. That's cool. They'll just get done anyway. So it'll just be five magic points for doing that. Okay. Um, any preparations you're taking for tonight? Uh, just setting up a watch schedule. I think. How are we doing on food? Do we need... Um... You're down to your last can. Going to have to start eating that rabbit here soon. <laughs> Uh, Silver Tongue only had like two cans left. Um, he sort of looks at what you guys have got and says, of course, all of the supplies are back at the last encampment and um, are split up with the other crews as well. So unfortunately, you're going to have to go light in the meantime. He has uh, Irish Irish pot stew in his one. Um, he's sort of looking at the spinach and he's looking at the gynus and sort of deciding that uh, he's going to stick with what he's eating and doesn't really want to swap with either of you two. Okay, so schedule for the night. I'll do last, Ian. I'll take first. I'll take, I'll take second and again then four. Oh, here we go. It doesn't have a gothic look this time, but it is nice and stable. Just a dirt mound. Yeah, very simple. I guess I don't really need to do the architecture, do I? Only if, you're tr- only if you're trying to make it um, for that gothic look. Okay. I'll just do the... Probably just do the masonry from now on. Yep. Okay. Okay. We might call it there for tonight. Um, just because, based on experience, the next bit could you know, go for an hour or two. Um, the... Um, yeah, I think that's probably safest if we leave it there for now. What could possibly be happening? 